0: And welcome to episode 15 of the Backseat GM podcast. I'm Ben Rauman. And
1: it's been so long, but I forgot my name Zach Spurdutti?
0: It it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's been like two and a half weeks. It's a month. No, March March 28th was our last episode, I think. So it's like two and a half, maybe. Maybe three. No, two and a half. I was right the first time. Um, we're number, back. Plus or minus. We're back. Uh, after our trade deadline fiasco episode, um, there's a lot to unpack in that one, so I gave, gave you guys a little extra time to uh, dive <laughs> in, check it out. Um, oh, yeah. But we're back now. Uh, how you been doing, Zach? Everything peachy?
1: I'm, I've am i been doing well. Um, You know, I was thinking last week, last month, last three weeks ago, this podcast was like a foot long. And this is, this is a little six inch. This is a little, you know, we're back to the, you know.
2: Back to something we can on. handle,
0: you know. <laughs> you can only handle six inches <laughs> at a time? Something, you know, something the average person can, you know, get down.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, six inches is pretty average, but.
0: I would say I would even go to say it's like a little above average, you know. Really? Like I'd go as far as to say like you know you're, you're in good shape if you're you know a six inch sub.
1: Yeah, you don't want it to be too uh, you know too much to get down.
0: Right. Um, you know, maybe we'll ask the viewers what they think about that. Um, we'll pull, get a little poll together. But um, it's been uh, it's been an interesting. Couple of weeks in the NBA post post deadline, um, you know. At first, when we were going to do this episode, I was thinking, you know, maybe we revisit like some of these deals that got done. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of extracurriculars that have gone on uh, in the meanwhile. So you know, maybe maybe we'll dig into those a little bit more. But first, we can start off with uh, well something that we're a little comfortable with the old uh, Kevin McHale. Part of the show where we talk about a beer that we picked and popped this week. Uh, Crafty hops with sneaky athleticism. Zach, uh, do you have one in mind you'd like to to bring us off with?
1: I'd love to bring us off with something. Um, Actually, I haven't had any beers this week. Wow. In fact, I am on another
0: diet. Mmm. Mmm. The the bi-monthly diet. (laughs) <laughs> um, this one will involve
1: some alcohol. I'm not going to go super crazy. This is more of a, a longer one. And like there's a little bit more cheat meals involved, but it's more of a more uh, just clean, cleaner living, you know? Getting mm-hmm. back to my salads. Getting back to the meat and potatoes, but...
0: A little bit more realistic, too, you
1: know? A little bit more realistic. I'm going to try to run every other morning. So I'm going to do throw a little bit more exercises. Last okay. time it was more... You know body cleanse
2: mm-hmm.
1: diet cleanse this one's a little bit more holistic, gotcha you know, a little more a little bit more diversified,
0: yeah, um, you know I heard that smaller portions, but more portions throughout the day is actually the way to go,
1: yeah, I've heard that as well, but then that I've tried that, but it just keeps me keeps me bloated the whole. day.
2: <laughs> I think you're um, eating
0: too much at the portions
1: <laughs> no <laughs> can be it, it. probably. <laughs> But um, you know I haven't had any beers, but I've had uh, there's this whiskey that Dad brought home from uh, a friend's place called Willet Pot Still, and um, Oaky Vanilla, and they say it's supposed to taste like like a lemon spice cake. Ooh, I'm getting the lemon. You're not getting the spice I'll cake. It. I'm not getting. I haven't gotten this. Spi- I've had quite a quite a few before I started this diet, and I still haven't. <laughs> Still search for that spice cake, mm-hmm. but um, I recommend it. It's uh, just as, uh, cost is just as much as Maker's Mark, but it tastes so much better. So you get that, you get that upper echelon whiskey for a uh, mid-tier price. So nice. I'm satisfied.
0: I got a, uh, a mid-tier bourbon for a mid-tier price uh, a couple weeks ago that I had uh, been trying out. I'm not a huge, you know, bourbon whiskey guy, but every once in a while I dabble. Yeah. When Zach forces it down my throat in our apartment. Or, Here, try it. try it. No, it's good. No. Come on. Come on. on. You're, You're going to love it. Switch it around. <laughs> <Just>
2: switch
0: <laughs> it Put it with some ice cream. Try to make me an alcoholic. <laughs> um, but it's a uh, it's a beer barrel-aged bourbon. You know, usually we're talking about bourbon barrel-aged beers. Uh, but <laughs> it's kind of, kind of got like a little bit of an apple, you know, Flavor to it. It's a little sweet, but not okay. too sweet. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not really tasting the beer. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting the apple, <laughs> a little appley, but beer is not there for me. I, I don't know what kind of beer they use. Um, but oh, that's a red flag. I, I had a little too much one night, and I kind of lost my taste for it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but uh, I did have a beer <laughs> recently, uh, bringing home. Uh, okay. the, the Sligo Sunset from Explorium Brewpub. It's an Irish okay. red ale. The Sligo Sunset. An Irish red ale from Explorium Brewpub. Um, here in the old Land Lakes, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I give this a four out of five on Untapped. Um, I got a 32-ounce crawler. So basically Trenta equivalent at Starbucks. Um... <laughs> it was uh, just smoky, malty goodness going down. So so nice. Um, real easy sipper type beer. Uh, something you you know take to the fire pit. You know, nice smell of uh, oh. small wood burning. You know, it's like a little well, accent. But just tasting your surroundings. Just tasting, this. taking it all in. You know, I, I was very happy uh, feeling myself after that third two ounces. Uh, that's uh, that's good that's what I had recently um, we can move on to our airballing of grievances the part of the show where we talk about something we need to get off our chest this week Zach what do you got for us
1: Um, I'm not going to be super creative with this one
0: um, you rarely are
1: I, maybe it will be creative uh, I, I don't know why I didn't say it was creative I think this one is going to interest all of our loyal listeners I don't know if you could tell but I'm coming in crystal clear right now, like it, it's it's insane. So over the past 14 episodes,
2: usually had, Zach
0: sounds like he's got a, a thousand ping on
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Warzone. I, the, the I I set the record for latency every time I, we sign into this podcast. But if you guys can tell, there's usually a variation between sound quality. Sometimes I sound like I'm drunk, and and I'm and I'm but I'm really sober. And sometimes I sound like I'm sober, but I'm really drunk. And then there's other times where. You know, it sounds like it sounds edited. You know, we have issues with our podcast and part of that's due to me. Ben, Ben's a Zencaster guy. I'm more of a fly by night kind of guy. And the reason why that is, is my laptop mic um, sucks. It may or may not be broken or I just didn't know how to fix it. So Zencaster limits us on where, you know, we have to do it on a laptop. So if we ever use Skype then there's lag issues, there's Wi-Fi issues for some reason. Um, but I think we found a home. And uh, so my grievance is my laptop, and my solution to that grievance, after 14 episodes, is getting the same mic as Ben that Ben's had for three years now. So I'm um, I'm finally catching up, you know.
0: Finally putting myself, a little bit, of, put putting put a little bit of uh, you know, work into it, a little money and a little equity, no, a little bit more in than you to, you know, start the domain. But
1: you know that's <laughs> not here nor there. But uh, <laughs> you know I'm finally, you know, stepping up finally home. Yeah, step up to play and finally home. So drop a like, drop a follow if you can hear a difference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Then what's been what's been uh, caught in your craw lately? It's been ca- caught in my craw. Um I feel bad doing this cause you know, kinda did something I, I kinda had a grievance against LeBron last week. Oh.
2: we uh, are we gonna
0: be the LeBron haters again? We're gonna be the LeBron haters <laughs> podcast two 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 weeks in a row. Kind of, kind of. <laughs> uh the new Space Jam 2 trailer drunk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the, you know, the whole thing about, you know, it's a kid's movie. I get it. I'm not going to critique this. It's not This is not my Rotten Tomatoes review. However, he cast Damian Lillard as a purple and gold robot man, as his, like, nemesis guy on... The the goon squad or whatever they're calling it now, tampering. So what
2: are you saying? Can, can we call it tampering? Oh.
0: Tampering much? Come on, a purple and gold cyborg. But he's battling against
1: them. You know, he's not battling. He's not on the same team. It's more of a good versus evil. So maybe it's like a maybe it's a reflection about how the Lakers he, are. You think
0: he's saying hard. the Lakers are are evil? Mm. You think he'd go against his team like that? Oh, really? That's
1: interesting in Le GM strikes again?
0: Le GM strikes again. Um, getting sick of it at this point. It, obviously, it's a player doing it, but he's doing it for Lakers, go, like, gold and purple. Come on.
1: But, I mean, Dame had to sign off on it. You know, Dame could have easily said, you know what, LeBron, I'm going red and
0: black. <laughs> he could have. But he didn't. That's what makes it even more egregious. Maybe he has finally turned Dame to the dark side, evil empire.
1: Makes me yeah. Dame's always, yeah. Dame's not a guy who marches to his own drum at all. Dame, Dame's a follower.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I, about that. About Space Jam. Like, it's funny because like he's like trying to convince his like youngest son to play basketball and to love basketball and like, like Bryce is – You never hear about Bryce. You hear about Bronny, AAU, you know, he can jump mm-hmm. out of the gym, you know, had a meniscus tear recently, but you always hear about Bronny, you never really hear about Bryce. And in the videos, Bryce is always just chilling, he's a good shooter, but you never see like any highlights of Bryce. So is this like an ode to Bryce to tell him to get his ass in the gym, to stay hard, you know? I thought the whole point him. of the
0: movie was that Bryce wasn't interested in uh, basketball and like LeBron would have to accept that and that would be the moral of the story. I thought that was like
1: the whole No, I think he's like trying to get him the... To be the next big thing. So, that was my interpretation that LeBron's um,
0: basically strong,
1: <laughs> strong arm in like,
0: forcing his kid in front of millions of viewers to. Play <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not the vibe I got from it, but you know we'll see.
1: <laughs> Can we just uh, name the air ball and grievances? to one of us may or may not have a grievance with LeBron this week. because yeah, we probably okay. will. We both don't really.
2: Yeah. Enjoy his. We Don't enjoy
0: him. <laughs> um, let's Speaking let people on who don't enjoy LeBron to, Yeah, no kidding uh, First up in our news segment this week um, Paul Pierce
2: Oh, are <laughs> uh, a little enjoy,
0: late on this one People who but, don't enjoy yeah. LeBron uh, Paul Pierce got fired from ESPN a couple weeks ago uh, I guess it would have been like a week and a half ago now uh, after a pretty wild Instagram live session um, on his son's birthday, no less, of him uh, smoking weed and uh, you know chilling with some strippers. Um, there's some great. There's a lot of great quotes. All right, from this Instagram live session, like Paul was having. Paul Paul was having a time. I'm not sure if he thought he was facetiming one of his friends accidentally hopped on instagram you know he once tweeted a, a rocket a picture of a rocket emoji instead of just the emoji on twitter so like we all know how paul is with the old technology uh, these days but one of my favorite quotes um he's talking to this turkish stripper he's like let me hear your little accent she says i hate my accent and then he says say hi accent <laughs> and she says Hi, guys. And she, he says, she's from Istanbul's, and she corrects him, from Turkey. From Turkey's? We've been to Turkey's before. <laughs> He's got a big, fat, blunt rolled up in his, in his hand. He's just having the time of his life. It just,
1: it just goes to, you know, we, we've been confused about Paul Pierce post, post-career. The, probably from the moment he retired, just from what he says on the ESPN to, you know, you were the quarantine horse video where he was matched up with, I think, Zach Levine. And Zach Levine, he's like, who matched up Paul Pierce with Zach Levine? Oh, yeah. And Zach Levine's, like, dunking it from the free throw line. And you got Paul <laughs> Pierce slides and pajamas. And, like, he's missing free throws. So it's just like – and you're at the, the iconic moment where they're he's talking – like, he's on ESPN with Jalen Rose, Michelle Beadle, and they're going, like, side by side. Dwayne Wade and Paul Pierce's career, and Paul Pierce is adamantly saying how like he's better, and, and he's <laughs> just like listing wrong stats
0: constantly. Yeah, and uh, shades of Monte Ellis saying that he's as good a player as Dwayne
1: Wade. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Paul Pierce was a is a legend of the game. Of course, dude was, dude was a perennial All Star in the East, taking his team the first or second. He's like a Don, he's kind of almost like a Donovan Mitchell. Great player, but kind of a bad team round. It reminds me of like a Carmelo Anthony
0: or something like that. I think yeah, Donovan I just, Mitchell's I, a slight to him, but like as a figure in the league, you know, like I, obviously he had more success than Melo, but like I would say, like, as a player archetype, more similar to that.
1: And I, I wasn't saying, um, you're right. I wasn't saying player archetype. I just meant like, um, Star the team loses in first or second round. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. But Donovan was so much more athletic, but Paul was sneaky athletic. Anyway, I digress. This is this is just absurd if he did it on purpose. Like, you got kids following you. He you know, definitely didn't do you. it on
0: purpose. Did you see the look in his eyes? That dude, that man's gone. He was
1: not anywhere there at all. Uh, we've seen uh, that same look in, in both of our eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have um yeah uh the the betting market suffers a, a kind of a crushing blow here um used to be able to you know see whatever uh, Paul Pierce said on e s p n and bet the direct opposite and hundred <laughs> percent chances of winning, but now
2: <laughs>
0: these betting guys lose a huge asset um that's gonna be tough um you know Pierce said following all this, you know, he said, Don't worry about me. I got big moves on the horizon. Um, well, that turned out to be true. Uh, adult film site Cam Soda okay. offered him $250,000 to host an NBA show with strippers, um, their first NBA show on their site. So um, that'd be an interesting career move. Uh, you know, it's kind of lucrative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I mean, you have to think he's gonna get more money from like Fox, or <laughs> TNT. I mean, I think TNT picks him up. I know.
0: don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you think TNT him wants to? Have, yeah, but do you think like a, a an outlet like TNT wants to be associated with that? Like ESPN stepped away. I mean, granted, it's Disney. They
2: have, I guess.
1: They had like, but... the KG corner, and they'd have a swear button, and he yeah. like just, he like be there with Gilbert Arenas, and they just, like, not even be talking about basketball. For, like, That's true. Time. He
0: wouldn't be on, like, Inside the NBA or, like, any of no. the, any of the broadcasts. Yeah, because he's – I don't know. I could definitely see him on, like, KG's show. <laughs> maybe, maybe he can go on uh, Steven Jackson and uh, uh, Matt Barnes. Barnes' podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know – and I, a stripper show with Paul? Peer, I mean, is he stripping down? Because, like, uh, you know, like, uh, where does where do the clothes stop? Where do the clothes end? I mean,
0: yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see some of the logistics before I sign up for that one. I
1: thought you were about to say you'd like to see how
0: what Paul talk, would, what Paul's working with. I mean, I, Paul's all, Paul's already dabbled in some kinky stuff, you know, on the court. Um, you know, he shit himself and okay. wheeled off in a wheelchair. <laughs> 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 um, do, you have any, do you have any final thoughts on the Paul Pierce thing uh, before we move on here?
1: Not really. Just the other thing that sticks out is Paul Pierce admitting that the wheelchair thing wasn't real. Like, why would he admit that? Like that, that was like a time honored Boston tradition to defend that he was actually cramping up or he had like a like right. issue,
2: right? It's right. like a
1: you know Boston toughness, you know, we come back from everything and then he's just taking a shit. Like, <laughs> why would you admit that?
0: Literally, um, literally crapped on uh, a decade of Boston sports fans <laughs> yeah. defending him. Uh, no question, no pun, pun intended.
1: Um, <laughs> pun was intended.
0: Uh, yeah, so. Let's move on. Uh, yep. Brian Wintour had a podcast with Draft today, um, and it didn't go well for Brian. Uh, <laughs> he, had, he had Tim Bontemps and uh, someone else, I forget who, um, on to talk about the MVP race. And Tim Bontemps every year puts together um, a list uh, where he goes around and he Talks to actual media members um, and kind of gets like a poll uh, for like where people's heads are at for the MVP race. And so, of the 101 people he talked to, 90 had Jokic with their first place vote. Um, so kind of a runaway uh, year for Jokic, according to this. Um, according to this poll, um, and it's pretty late in the year, um, so tough to see yeah. any changes there. Um, Brian Windhorst, you know, LeBron uh, goes to bat for LeBron every day. Um, he's pretty much on salary for clutch at this point.
1: I mean, what, what's um, he batting though? Like one eighty? Nah,
0: 140? not even.
1: Bat, but.
0: Well, not even, and his slugging percentage is even worse. Um, when he a- when he actually makes a good point, it's, it's not a you know, it's not out the park. It's just you know, kind of on the on the back burner, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Windhorst, Windy, trying to make the case that LeBron deserves to be right up there with uh, with Jokic, even though he's missed, you know, a month so far. Um, and then kind of by default, uh, arguing that, you know, Embiid deserves to be up there, too, even though Embiid's missed, you know, a huge part of the season. Um, things got quite heated. Uh, Windhorst called the rest of the media obtuse and shallow for having Jokic winning by such a wide margin, he's basically yelling at these guys on the podcast. Tim Bonteps comes back with a a bunch of stats, kind of refuting what he said. Um, One in particular that I thought was interesting is only two times has an MVP missed more than 10 games uh, or 86% of games in a season uh, and still won the award. Once was with um, uh, Bill Walton when he played 56 games and won MVP, and then once was with Allen Iverson uh, when he won MVP in 2001. Or was it 2002? It was either 2001 or 2002. I always get it mixed up. 2001. 2001. 2001. And uh, Embiid, if you were to play every – remaining game this season would only play 75% of the available games this year. So not, you know, really meeting that threshold or even, you know, that close right on the line of the threshold. Um, LeBron has also missed, you know, a huge number of games. And then Brian Windhorst is basically yelling at these guys and he's like, well, what about Steph Curry? You know, Steph Curry's having an insane season, uh, you know, one of the best offensive years ever. And, you know, they go, well, he's in ninth place right now. Um, he's like, oh, so you're going to, you know, I, I hope you feel good about, you know, 30 years from now, you're not going to be, you know, talking about Steph Curry not winning MVP this year. He's like, I really hope that I'm not talking about Steph Curry winning MVP when he was in ninth place. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the first person that missed the
1: playoffs and the MVP. Yeah.
0: And Bontemps called him a jackass on his own podcast. And, Uh, It still got published, so, (laughs) with nothing cut out. Um, So, uh, Windhorst basically said LeBron was the clear favorite before he got hurt. Clear favorite. And he's upset that Jokic has a clear lead now after he's played 100% of the games and LeBron hasn't played in a month. And Embiid, I think, hasn't played in longer than a month. I I think he went out before LeBron. Um, Yeah,
1: Yeah, he went out before LeBron on a long break, like two months, I think.
0: Right. And Jokic is having a spectacular season. Like, a lot of people had Jokic ahead of LeBron and Embiid even before they got hurt. So it's not like Jokic came from behind or something, where, like, by default, these guys who were clear, you know, clearly in the lead of the MVP race are now you know, on the back burner and Jokic, you know, came out of third or fourth place and is now the clear runaway favorite. It's, you know, Jokic was the favorite for most of the year and he still is. And he's, you know, a huge asset is availability and he's played a hundred percent of the games this year. So like, it was kind of funny. Uh, a lot of people were roasting Windhorst on, uh, on Twitter today when he released that on his own podcast, no less.
1: I mean, that just shows he has nothing to hide. You know, he's he's, he's a straight shooter.
0: No, that's right. Know. Him and Ramonis Shelburne, they're just they're clutch clients all the way. Um, do, do you think do you think he'll still uh, be on ESPN after LeBron retires, or will he kind of fade away into oblivion?
1: I always thought it was funny, like, whenever I used to watch First Take a lot, and he'd like, come on, and he'd come on, and it'd be, like, the only thing. He, he's like the LeBron expert. Oh, I've, I've talked with LeBron extensively over the past couple of
0: well, weeks. Well, I've talked Recently, and I think that. Has <laughs> a little high pitched, nasally voice.
1: You know, as far as um MVP goes, I believe you know. And you've been credit to you. You've been on the Jokic kind of the wagon, not bandwagon. I mean, whatever you want to call it, you've been on the Jokic um, in the Jokic race car. Let's call it race cars. You've been in the Jokic race car <laughs> for a while. It's you an know, hard thing to call it. Well, I didn't want really to call it bandwagon because bandwagon's so negative. You know,
0: it's a race cars.
1: He's in the, you're in the Jokic chuck wagon. Like I don't yeah. know what to call it. All
0: <laughs> <right>.
1: <laughs> um, sailboat. I mean, mode
2: of. I've been riding
0: the, the the Jokic horse. You know, Jokic is a big uh, horse racing uh, fanatic. So I'm on. The, I've been on the Jokic horse all year.
1: Okay. Okay, that's good. Glad we uh, glad we clarified <laughs> <laughs> what mode of transportation you're on. Um, yeah. But I think. I think it leans towards by default, in my opinion. Like, this is one of those, like, um, it just it just happens, and it doesn't take anything away. It, it happens every year. Happens every year. Like, you know, it's off the top of my head because I'm a, I'm a Brady guy. You know, when Brady won his MVP, he lost in the, against the Eagles um, in, in the Super Bowl. But Carson Wentz was leading for most of the year. And then he turns his ACL, like, I forgot, like, late in the year. Let's say week 13 or 14. I forgot the exact. But it was late in the year. Mm-hmm. Wentz was leading by every metric. And then it's like, well, I guess we got Brady at like 14 and two, yards, 30 touchdowns. I guess we're going to get, so it's like, I think that LeBron, I think this is less like that, but it's like you said, it's happened in the past where sometimes it just happens that way. Injuries. I think that if Harden stayed consistent, like Harden was creeping up the MVP ladder and then he got hurt, and he hasn't.
2: Exactly. Point. Dane was up the creeping
1: up the, the MVP ladder, but then he kind of stopped. He like, yeah, he like, like 10 clutch shots and like Five games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's been hampered by some injuries, too, in and he's kind of struggled. And then Giannis, you know, he's missed the past six games. You know, he was kind of, kind of getting in that conversation a little bit more once, like, you know, some of these guys are getting injured, but now he's kind yeah. of been out. So.
1: Yeah. And then you got Curry. Curry yeah. was – Absolutely a flamethrower yeah. to start, and then people are like we should he should make an MVP, and then he kind of cooled off, and now he's being a flamethrower again. Right. I think a guy who's underrated in these MVP talks is Chris Paul. You know, I think I think Chris Paul. What do you? The Suns record soccer?
0: is insane. Oh,
1: you know? They're four. They're, they got forty wins, and what he did with the Thunder last year to take the Rockets to seven games to, you know, that that squad is should never have even taken the Rockets seven games. It's
2: or, he's such it's more a gamer
1: Rockets, but he's such a gamer. And, you know, Booker's playing well, but Booker's a little inconsistent, as much as I love Book. So I think Chris Paul should get a lot more love in the MVP conversation. Um, yeah. But doesn't mean that Jokic is playing badly. I mean, yeah. seven in the season.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't quite put Chris Paul in, like, the top five, right, you know, this year or anything. Like, I could see Right him. now, even after the injuries? Yeah. I mean, I still think that, like, are you really going to put – him ahead of, like, Embiid or LeBron at this point, like, even with the missed time. Like, Jokic is one thing where, you know, he's been playing out of his mind, having one of the best offensive seasons of all time for a big man. And, like, he, he's he been there steady the entire year doing this. Like, hasn't missed any time. Sure. You know, he was already my favorite, like, before they got hurt. And, like,
2: yeah. certainly were, wasn't, he, like,
0: he was, certainly wasn't behind by any, like, gap, like Windhorse <laughs> is trying to suggest. But, <sighs> um,
1: yeah. He was always in the top three with LeBron Embiid, and Bede uh, and himself. That was always kind of, like,
2: right.
1: that was always the fluctuation. I, I think that if LeBron stayed healthy and they were the number one seed, like I said before the season when we talked about this, LeBron, number one seed, healthy the whole year, he was leading it. I think the media would have. Probably given it to him, but now there's just they're, like you said there's no way that it's not and again, we talked about this on prior pods. it's not about the best player in the NBA or the theoretical by like if you look up definition of each word and each word of most valuable most valuable player that's just not what the award's ever been so what, why do we keep which player has that? been the
0: most valuable to their team in the regular season like that's that's what the awards have the most available. Yeah. And that value is derived from availability too. And a lot. So you right. have to weigh how good a player has been versus how available they've been. And then if there's other players that are like really close in, you know, actual value on the court and have been available more, you have to like weigh that, you know? So I don't know. It's just, there's, there's always clear biases in these arguments with media members. Um, Brian Windhorse oh, is oh, yeah. a you know, repeat offender, um, every couple weeks <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> and that's just when he makes it into the news. Um uh, uh do you have anything more to say before we uh move on to a couple other things here? No, I think we're good to go. Oh
1: I guess I guess where where do you see the Nuggets? I mean, maybe just a quick 30 seconds. where do you see the uh, the nuggets Where do I up this year? I mean, let's assume that eight where you let's assume that A D and LeBron Get healthy, and you got a you got a full Lakers squad. You got a full Clipper squad.
2: So you talking about playoffs?
1: Three team talking about playoffs? Yeah. Where do they? Uh, you see them in the Western Conference Finals.
0: I mean, right without now it's Murray? tough because the Lakers are the fifth seed, right? And and the Nuggets yeah. are the fourth seed. So like they would be facing in the first round this year, as of right now in oh, the standings.
1: Good point. Uh, and they're without Murray now. You know,
2: so
0: yeah. I mean, it's still like pretty close. Um, like. The Lakers are only two games back at the Nuggets. Uh, Clippers are only two games ahead of the Nuggets. Um, The Blazers are a game and a half behind the Lakers. So, like, the order could shift. Um, I don't know how soon LeBron and AD are going to be back Um, and if they'll just kind of coast to the playoffs, if they are, like, towards the end of the season. So you never really know. Um, I would not take the Nuggets over the Lakers in a series uh, right now. So, if they meet in the first round, I can't see them getting very far. I could definitely see the Nuggets knocking off the Clippers again. Um, I think that is definitely a very real possibility. Um, I just don't think the Clippers – I don't know. Paul George is not a clutch player. Uh, We'll get to that in a little bit. But – and, you know, they don't really have – I mean, they have Rondo now. He's been playing well, to his credit. Like he's been playing really well the last couple of weeks. And don't dare say I told you still so about Rondo because he's still trash. Um, <laughs> that was a bad deal for them to make. They should not have traded Lou Williams for picks for Rondo.
1: Okay. On paper, was it a bad deal? But you need you need a, you need a point guard. Okay. They got a play. They got a playoff. They're getting a playoff
2: Rondo. <laughs>
0: Okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> um, but you know, the Nuggets. It depends on the matchup. Like if if they meet the Lakers, don't see them winning that. If they beat the Clippers, if they meet the Clippers, I could see them winning. Um, I could see them beating pretty much any other team in the West outside the Lakers. Like I could see an argument for any of those. Um, so. You know, I, I think they're a really good team. I think that they're probably, uh, as far as playoff teams go, like, right up there, two or three. What about you?
2: Yeah.
1: We'll see if Aaron, you know, Aaron Gordon can step up and, you know, be more of a... He
0: struggled, actually. He, he had, like, a a good, like, couple games to, right after the deadline when he was with them. But he's kind of, like, struggled shooting the ball. And, um, you know, his points per game are down, which, you know, he's not you know the number one option anymore and but his assists per game are down and you know a lot all pretty much all of his averages are down right now. But you know, he does give them that like we have talked about at length, he gives them that defender, uh, that can defend wings, because uh, God knows Michael Porter Junior can't guard a chair out there. Um so, I mean, I, I think he definitely makes them better. Um, just, you know, remains to be seen how he performs in the playoffs.
1: True. Um, I kind of disagree about the Nuggets. Like with Murray, they're a top three team in the West, but without Murray, I just don't see how they can beat really any any team in a seven-game series. Um, So, you know. Was it confirmed that Murray
0: is – he tore his ACL?
1: Yeah, I'm 99%
2: sure.
0: Yeah, it definitely hurts them. Um, Murray was yeah, a huge, huge reason why they were so good last year.
1: And, you know, without him, they don't beat the, the Nuggets. And, um, sorry, beat the Clippers. Um, hey, it even know, the playing field
0: because neither of them have a point guard now.
1: They have, uh, what's that guy's name? Fra- Franco Calametti. What's that guy's name?
0: Oh, Franco, yeah.
1: Uh, Gar- Franco Calamari. What's that guy?
0: <laughs> the uh, point guard, Jokic.
1: Well, point Jokic, but you know, last thing on this for me, um, if this is just thinking, if this injury happened, let's like Jamal Murray's injury happened, let's say uh, December or let's say January, like January thirtieth, in my opinion, Jokic the Nuggets wouldn't be fourth, wouldn't be fifth, so Jokic wouldn't be in the MVP conversation. So that's where I don't know will about that. Like. You don't you don't think the Nuggets would still be fourth if, if they? I mean, I, I
0: think they'd still be like in like, the four through six range where it's, like, viable.
1: Maybe so. Maybe so.
0: Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see a team like the Grizzlies or, you know, even the Mavericks overtaking them. Um, I think Jokic has just been that dominant offensively this season. Like, it hasn't been Murray that's taken them – to this point, it's been Jokic all the way. Like, he's having outstanding season.
2: No, I no, got no, no.
1: 26, 10, and 9,
0: right? Something like that? Um, I got to check his averages again. He is at, so his PR is 36.1. 26, 8.8, 26 points, 8.8 assists, 10.9 rebounds, shooting 41.8% from three. Um, 56.4% from the field, 85.3% from the line, true shooting percentage of 64.1. Um, That's crazy. 1.4 steals, uh, 0.6 blocks, um, 3.1 turnovers. Uh, with a usage of 29%. Which is actually a lot lower than yeah. some of the, you know, major usage guys out there like Harden or Westbrook.
1: Yeah. So
0: Even Giannis. If the um, Nuggets were six seed, do you still have him as your VP? I think so. Um, I mean, Westbrook won it as a six seed.
1: Yeah, but that was a triple-double. and He's almost averaging. He's one assist away from a triple-double. With
0: all the injuries that have happened this year, who would you put ahead of him?
1: Chris Paul. Oh, God. Exactly. I'm the
0: biggest Chris Paul fan in the world, and I wouldn't have Chris Paul over Jokic.
1: That's why I think – that's why I lean towards more. It's kind of by default. Like he's having a great season. I think he'd be the winner anyway.
0: I don't think – I think that's why it's not by default, though.
1: You think if Embiid played the whole season or LeBron played the whole season, Jokic would have it ahead? When Lakers would be one seed and Sixers would be one seed and then it's like a fourth Nuggets?
0: The Sixers – like as a one seed the Nuggets if you look at records, like it's not that much different. And the Nuggets play in the West.
1: Yeah, the the West is is deeper top to bottom. Like, team's tougher.
0: The Sixers have thirty nine wins right now. The Nuggets have thirty six. And they play in the West. That's three three game difference.
2: Like, yeah, that's not it's never, that's not
0: vast at all.
1: No, but I'm just saying, so the Lakers at one seed and the Nuggets at four seed, with LeBron averaging twenty five, eight and seven.
0: Weren't 25. the Jazz a one seed before LeBron and AD got hurt? Anyway, I'm pretty sure the Jazz and the Suns were one two before LeBron and AD even got hurt. Lakers were like three. They'd be right? Yeah. But in any case, yes, I do think that Jokic would still be the leader. It'd be much more so, but um let's move on to uh, some more news. Uh Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid uh in the past week um independently have said that they are the defensive player of the year.
2: <laughs>
0: um Ben Simmons, to his credit, uh, also said that Joel Embiid should be the MVP. So maybe he's, you know, saying, Joel, you can get MVP. uh, I'm going to get the Defensive Player of the Year. But Joel Embiid, like, two days ago came out and said, I think I'm the Defensive Player of the Year. I'm the Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. Um, Who do you think is the Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, the Sixers have been awesome. They've been awesome defensively. Yeah. They're, I think they're number one, and the Lakers are number two. Defensively, the Lakers player.
1: have had a, re, a really, you know, I think the Lakers defense is better, just top to bottom. But because you see, you saw what they did in the playoffs, you know, they they're yeah, but they have guys.
0: defensive player of the years on the Sixers, Zach.
1: Oh, yeah. I love, like, I love yeah. how you uh, made made sure it was noted. That they said it independently. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. um, not like saw... we're
0: the joint defensive player of the year, or like. We're both Defensive Player of the Year. Co- code, no, they, they both said, I'm the Defensive Player
2: of the
1: Year. <laughs> I saw a quote from Simmons that said, um, it was the G- from GQ, and he said, um, you, know, you know, whenever we play the Nets, I'm going to guard KD. And if KD's out, I'm going to guard Kyrie. And if Kyrie's out, I'm going to guard Harden. Who else does that? I'm MVP. It's just like, or I'm Defensive Player of the Year. It's like, he's got a, he's got a point. You know, he's. He's, he's a, you know.
0: Versatil- a versatility is, you know, a, a great asset on defense, but, I mean, yeah. Rudy Gobert has won Defensive Player of the Year twice now. You can't say he's versatile. Like,
1: no. Kind yeah, of, like, versatility isn't, isn't a requirement to be the defensive player of the right. year, you know?
0: Right, exactly. Like, do I think maybe, you know, Gobert gets overrated on the whole a little bit because of the Jazz system defensively, maybe, but, I mean, it's not taking away, you know, from him what he's good at as a player because, you know, their defenses have been historic when he's, you know, been there. Um, Definitely fell off a lot after Derek Favors left, but, you know, as a whole, you know, he's really good at what he does. Yeah. So, like, just saying you're versatile doesn't automatically equate to defensive player of the year is basically my point.
1: And, you know, I haven't been – I agree. And I haven't been really, like, keeping up too close on the defensive side this year. But it seems to me like no one stands out. Like, last year was, like, Giannis' defensive, like –
0: Clear defensive player. His
1: ratings, his net rating, all that. It was like, holy shit. Now Mm -hmm. this year just seems like,
0: eh. Yeah, there's a couple – like, Miles Turner was in there for a while. And, you know, he's still, you know in the conversation for sure. Um, Simmons and Embiid will both get a nod because they're, you know, that collectively they have the best defense. It's just kind of weird choosing between one or the other. Um, I would probably, I would probably lean Embiid, uh, if, like, if we're talking about both being healthy, uh, the same amount of time. Um, Simmons has been more available, um, and he's been really good defensively still. Um, but, like, if I'm talking about, like, who do I think is the better defender of the two, who's been, you know, the most valuable defender to the Sixers when on the court, it's Embiid, I think.
1: You know, and this this goes to kind of what we're talking about is, like, like for defensive rating leaders, no one's under 100 this year. You got Mike Conley number one at one hundred.
2: It's, it's, it's a
0: historic, historic offensive season this year. So it's like, it's weird that way too. Because it's like, who's the defensive player of the year of, you know, this team that's getting scorched for, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, not True. saying the Sixers are True. getting scorched, but like as a whole, the NBA, like every defense is getting scorched this year.
2: Yeah.
0: Steph Curry does yeah. about half of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, you know, ooh, maybe maybe they and want I out. Think... Can they coexist together? They hate each other. That's that's gonna be the big media Break the up the core. Like break bring up the, the, the core. The... Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: um Question every year. But it seems like it's like a I don't see, even see them in the the top um, on the NBA ratings pages is unresponsive. It's coming, but the defensive rating of certain minutes: Mike Conley, Alex Grusor, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay. Talen Horton Tucker, PJ Dozier, yeah, De- Milton, LeBron.
2: Defensive Davis rating is a,
0: yeah. Defensive rating is more of a team stat anyway, so it's like sure. I, I, I don't. I don't, I wouldn't equate that as like the end all be all for like cause, I mean there's players like Dante Divincenzo last year who had like one of the best defensive oh, yeah. ratings in the NBA, but like, like
1: with quality minutes.
0: It's it's players like I mean players on the Sixers are going to have better defensive ratings than. Like, players on the Celtics, even if Marcus Smart has a great, like, defensive presence, like, the Celtics' defense this year hasn't been great. So, like, are you going to tell me that Danny Green is a better, or, like, even Seth Curry is a better defender than uh, Marcus Smart just because he's got a better defensive rating? Like, it's more of a team stand overall, but I see where you're coming from. It's like, it's all over the place this year just from a, there's no clear you know, guy or group of guys that are, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you
1: know, just last thing on this for me is you got Embiid with 1.5 blocks, one steal, and then you got Simmons with 1.6 steals and 0. 0.6 blocks. It's just like 1.6 is, is a solid number for steals, but 1.5 blocks, of the year for a center, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I don't. It's going to be it's gonna be weird to see who they decide. I Maybe mean, they may just give it to Gobert again. You know?
0: I think Turner like just, has more blocks than that, even. Like, Miles Turner. Oh, I'm
1: sure. Yeah, block like, I wasn't uh, – that block, 1.5 blocks for a center, that you should get that in your sleep, you know? You get one block a game. I mean, that 1.5 blocks is
0: – I'm pretty sure Brook Lopez has, like, 1.5 blocks a game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: this year, and he's been, you know, kind of made fun of for losing a step. But – uh yeah, let's move on. Um <clears throat> so Kelly Oubre uh made the claim that you know he's more than a bench player. He's kind of upset that uh the Warriors haven't been putting him in the starting group recently. Um an anonymous teammate was quoted saying, "Andre Iguodala, a Finals MVP, was okay with coming off the bench, but we have Kelly motherfucking Oubre who won't." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who said that. <laughs> I bet it was Draymond. If I had exactly. to, if I do
1: if I do wager, he's fucking hilarious. Draymond,
0: um, kind of in like he's not; he's playing terribly. Kind of in related news with like how the Warriors have been kind of like melting down recently, um, at least from a locker room. Steve Kerr today literally just like roasted James Wiseman to the press, like saying, um basically that he's a scrub and <laughs> doesn't think doesn't isn't sure really? if he will does not sure if he'll fit with the core or whatever he, he basically said you know I mean, when we when we got him like we had no idea what he was like he's super raw um on both ends like and you know the question is is he going to be ready to fit with our core you know our big three core long term and we just don't know the answer to that question at this point is what he said Wow. that's like, wow. wow. Why would you say that? Like, even if it's true, Kurt why would said, you say it to the press?
1: Kerr said, Warriors don't know if Wiseman can win with other stars.
2: <laughs>
1: and do just to hurt his meniscus. Like, imagine going in the rehab, like, with that on your mind. Like, I think they're <laughs> going to the fuck out got, That's
0: just going to be like. Right. And meanwhile, you got Kyle Uber, or Kelly Oubre <laughs> just, like, asking for starters minutes. When he sucked. <laughs> like, uh, that's it's a mess. They should have taken Lamello. That's all I'm going to say. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Listen to some of our prior podcasts. Ben, they makes a great argument yeah, uh, for, for, <laughs> for taking talent.
0: Uh, in other news, Celtics cut Mo Wagner after oh, uh, no. trading uh, Daniel Tice for him. Uh, to sign Jabari Parker. <laughs> so they're doubling down on uh not being able to defend anyone um by taking one of the worst defenders in the league.
2: Danny <laughs> oh, Age man.
1: making moves. What's, what's funny, this is this is a this is a perfect storm for you because, you know, you love making fun of Jabari.
2: And you I love, love making fun of, fun of the youngs. Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, mwah. You
0: know what? I'd love wow. nothing more than to have the Bucks face the Celtics in a series in the playoffs, um, and then have them wow. put Shabari Parker on Giannis. I, I, just, I just,
1: oh, love it. Ben. Love it. That's barbecue chicken, man.
0: Do they have a center now? Like, who are they putting it like? Tr- putting Tristan Thompson. Robert Williams out there? Like, are you kidding me? Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams, that's your, that's your center rotation?
1: Reminds me of uh, Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon <laughs> on the Rockets. Oh,
0: my God.
1: um, That's just so questionable. I mean, <laughs> I know
2: that like, you know, we they, talked they, about it. Was strictly, it
0: was strictly – like, they made it sound like it was strictly a cat move. Um, yeah. Trade for Bette Wagner. And, like, Tyson's is a pretty – solid (sighs) playoff center like he can switch a little bit um obviously that's not his his bread and butter but like he's a switchable guy he's more mobile than a lot of centers um
1: and i think i think we appreciate him more than any other podcast out there because we do we're a Tice
0: podcast
1: (laughs) when we first started out i felt i had like my max kellerman moment you're like who should the celtics put on Giannis. And I said, I want Daniel Tice. And I was, you were you his net like defensive rate. He was like 79 for like, like at that, at that point for how little he played, he was just like, and obviously I was kind of trolling, but I genuinely believe like <laughs> he was one of their better defenders. And that it's true. Like he's not, and he's a solid offense player. He's aggressive on the glass, gets you a get lot the of three defense, chemistry. Yeah. It's a 3 exactly and he has good chemistry with with the guys like you saw last year in the playoffs like he's communicating with them setting setting really hard screens. Oh,
0: he, the screens he sets are like they're illegal but like they don't get called. <laughs> so like he's a tremendous offensive player in that regard for that reason like just off the bat the fact that he can stretch the floor is like oh, by even if it's like 35% knocking down threes like that's valuable. Oh yeah. Like, he
1: has 33%. He,
0: makes you respect it. Um, no question, we we totally agree that that was just, like, a, just a I hate Daniel Tice. So, like, let's be clear. I, I like as a player, I, I hate whenever I play. Like, whenever the Bucks play Daniel Tice, I hate him. He's like, and that's like a
1: good thing. That that shows that shows like you res- kind of respect him on a certain level.
0: I respect him for the dirty plays that he consistently exactly. makes and the illegal screens that he consistently <laughs> sets. You know, more power to him.
1: Look, if you're setting illegal screens and not being called, to me, in my book, that's just a good screen. It's like Bogut. It's like Bogut on the Warriors. Like in, Bogut on the Warriors twenty six. Oh my god. <sighs> fucking... he like he'd shuffle. He'd do like a fucking like cone drill. That's what Tice does.
0: <laughs> Tice is like a little moving screen every single time. He just like boxes out, like thinking like what yeah. other player just... gets
2: that benefit?
1: He just said Clint Capella would get that a lot with the rockets, it, there's a different, it's just like, you know, <laughs> when you become that good of a screen setter. Like, the rest, just, like, assume that you know what you're doing. Like, if you slide a little bit, oh, his momentum was just carrying him. You know, like, there's a little bit of slide, there's a little bit of standard deviation.
2: it <laughs>
0: Illegal screen setting. Um, one more bit of news to wrap this up before we get into uh, the deli desktop.
1: Um, Ooh. We got a banger.
0: Oh, oh do we you know I'm waiting I'm waiting because I have like I have a deli tidbit, and I'm gonna call you out on it if you don't include it in uh the segment this week, but with that little teaser um I'm <laughs> a little I'm nervous on a more serious note uh old Lamarcus aldridge called the career this week let's do a round of a round of applause old oh, golf clap yeah, he, he had a uh, kind of a heart condition, a little scare um, with the Nets, decided it's in his best interest to call it quits. He um, was like a heart flutter thing, and he'd had something similar in San Antonio a couple years ago. Um, Pop even mentioned it um, as he was, you know, congratulating uh, him for a career. But um, Marcus Aldridge definitely, like, I, I looked it up on basketball ref- basketball reference uh for his mv or his mvp sorry his hall of fame probability um right around 50 percent he's uh been a seven-time all-star um i think he's made second and third team all nba a couple times um you yeah, know he had some great years with the trailblazers um that's you know where most of his damage was done um i think he might have made might have been an all-star with the Spurs his first couple years, but um, you know, oh, yeah. congrats That's to him.
1: Sure. Yeah, and you know, we were talking about this with you know in our group chat with with our buddy Noah, and we were I think we we're all kind of on the fence of like, is he in the Hall of Fame? or Is he in the Hall of Very Good? Because he's doesn't have quite twenty thousand points for his career, and you know, he was never an insane defender, but. Okay. He was always – I mean – Really, was a, really gifted offensive player. Oh, my gosh. I mean, his his fadeaway is up there with Dirk in terms of just, like, how consistent it was. Like, like not up there. I mean, he's a couple levels down from Dirk. Sorry, I got a little excited there for a second. But, like, <laughs> it, it, it's that kind of – you know, it, that's his go-to move. It's, that's what I was going going for. And um, there was times that we played – man, I remember the series. Um, the Rockets played Aldridge. And we had Omar Ashik guarding Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Oh. barbecue
0: chicken! Oh my gosh,
1: he was just every, every single – was just just turn around, just chair drill, or just you know.
0: To be him, fair, anyone anyone Omar Ashik was you know, guarding <laughs> barbecue chicken, but
1: yeah, true. But I mean, Aldridge is just he just it just, just feels like he's a legend of the game. Like you're not gonna forget about Aldridge.
0: Like a Pau Gasol.
1: He, without, better, without
0: the championship,
1: I think Tagersall is just a more complete player because just a better, a better defender. Agreed, a better
0: agreed. Like from an offensive standpoint, they remind me of each other, like kind of a little bit. Um, yeah,
1: I mean mid-range, back to back to the basket range, game, back to the basket, yep. good
0: passers. Um, good I remember passers. watching a Thunder Spurs game that went into like a triple overtime, and Aldridge just put the Spurs on back like he had 50 some points like insanity yeah um, i remember
1: that the 50 point game
2: yeah it was when westbrook
0: that. was still with the thunder um yeah i was watching at a bar a college bar uh with, with some buddies in whitewater wisconsin and uh wow. i was in awe at the uh at, at the aldridge mid-range post game oh how many turnarounds did he hit that game probably mm-hmm eighteen so many. I'm gonna have to look at the highlights after this just to to revel
1: in it. He's just a damn good player, man. He, he's he should in my book he's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah.
0: When he he's a Blazer he's a Blazer legend for sure. Um,
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: That being said, um congrats to Aldridge on a hell of a career. Uh now we'll get to the Delhi desktop where we'll see if Zach uh comes through for me.
1: And last thing on Aldridge, I you know, like I just feel like it'd be nice to see him get that ring with the Nets. Like I, I, I that one felt, didn't even feel slimy to me. It just felt like you know, like just a vet getting yeah. him in like five or ten minutes in the playoffs, get a couple of turnarounds, get a couple of boards.
0: It's like if Vince Carter joined like the, uh, <sighs> the Warriors in their prime, I wouldn't even be mad.
1: Because at that point, Vince was still like a, a decent bench player, right? Like, yeah,
0: Vince was a contributor, through and through, to the very end.
1: No question. All right, are you are you ready?
0: I'm ready. The Delhi desktop. Here we go.
1: So. He's back. He is back. He's back, bitches. And Never you know, whatever. the record. They've got a couple good Ws. They beat the Spurs, you know. Um, but you know, just just some highlights, just some quick hits here. So he, his high, his best night was uh, he had a seven point game, but he had a ten assist game. So seven and ten game Ooh. against the Pelicans. They lost. He shot twenty seven percent from the field in thirty four <laughs> minutes,
0: but. 10 assists? 10 assists. I mean, that's something come on. that's come on. something come on, and that's a hard gritty effort right there
2: grit it the,
0: through those <laughs> through those shots the grind, yeah his his shot wasn't falling, so he looked to others, and you know he delivered yeah. the deli delivery man <laughs>
1: he's not he's not the journo he's deli yeah,
0: not quite, not quite.
1: Um, you know, when I saw that 34 minutes, I was like, "Whoa, no, don't, let's 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 pace it out here." Um, and you know, Dilly's numbers never really show up in the raw numbers. So You always have to go into the advanced stats here. Like okay. you always have to go, you he's always have to go in the per guy. 36. Yeah. What is that?
0: He's an advanced stats guy. You know, he's
1: he, he is. is. He is. So his per 36, he's averaging six and nine. He's averaging nine assists. Wow. Per 36. How many turnovers? 25. I didn't. I didn't bother to even check because I oh. assumed it'd be low. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me let me look that up. Uh, I want to look it? up Kelly's assist to turnover ratio.
2: Oh come back.
1: I'm sure it's actually really good. I'm not going to I'm not even going to shy away from it. I hope you look it up.
2: I will need to
1: hold his feet to the fire.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Let's let's see this. Um, oh, look at
1: this. One turnover, dude, and his per thirty six. I mean, Ooh. come on. He's ever do that nine to one at his Woo.
0: per thirty six. <laughs> Dang, the Delhi master.
1: But look at the field goal percentage and three point percent. He's what is it? Tw- his per thirty six field goal percentage is twenty five, and mm. his three point percentage is twelve.
0: So, mm. so that we can grow from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the concussion. You know, he's still working his way back. You know recalibrating the the, the catapult <laughs> release. You know, he's gotta get it gotta get it uh timed right. Um he's seen multiple properties. wins. He's trying Proper to decide trajectory. which one to shoot from. Right, right. Seems yeah. very understandable. Um, but yeah that nine nine to one assist to turnover? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Wow. Oh. So is that all you have? No. Oh, okay.
1: Um <laughs> So I was reading some reports cuz that's what I do. You know, Ben prepares all the news and all this, but what I do is I read Cleveland Fan Side I, I read Cleveland, you know, um, fadvieudaily.com. Oh, I I I'm I'm reading everything. So what I got it from that was basically all the writers are saying that, you know, um, whenever Garland and Sexton go out, he's he's just he's just filling the gap really well. He's just still and <laughs> He's a gap filler. He's a gap filler. This guy just shoots the gap. Um, and this is what we've always talked about. He's, a you know, they're talking about he's like a glue gap, guy. Garland. He's a glue guy. Imagine if he's backing up McCollum and, and and Lillard, or or Tatum and, and Brown. Like it shouldn't be. Oh, he's backing up Garland and Sexton. No, come on. He's a playoff player.
0: <laughs>
1: he's, he's not a shines.
0: regular season he's player. in the playoffs. He shines. He's like Rondo not as good as Rondo. He's <laughs> the Curry stopper.
1: Except for, except for. Ah, uh, is this what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when they played the Warriors, I'll let you take it, but it was it was a bad moment. Yeah. We were opening up Instagram a couple mm. nights I forget, it was last night or a couple nights ago and I I was just like, "No."
0: I wanted to make sure you addressed this just so that we keep it all, you know, unbiased in the Delhi desktop. We're taking the good with the bad here. You know, we mentioned the shooting percentages. Now we're going to mention when Curry dropped Delhi, uh, all the way to the floor, fall, flailing down only to hit a wide open three after a crossover, um, set Delhi to middle earth. um,
2: All but the way, know, all
0: the way down under into the ground. Um, down boy.
1: under. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been looking at that a lot. I've been having that on replay a lot,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my really conclusion taking is taking it in. Is I mean, Curry shocked. Curry tripped? Curry tripped him.
0: I think Curry pushed off. Curry pushed <laughs>
1: off. He got the the feet got tangled up. It's not a, it's not a it's not a definition shake. It's not a definition.
0: It, it was just a fluke thing. It was, he was running in and then he, he stops and his momentum, you know, carried Delhi that way. His body momentum oh. carried Delhi that way. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't a complete crossover, you know, that just broke his ankles with no contact. You know, there was some contact here. Yeah. So it could be argued, oh, yeah. you know, that this wasn't a complete, you know, just decimation of, of the Dell man, <laughs> of Michael I mean, It could be himself. argued.
1: And, and, only biased people would argue that there was contact,
2: and we're not here to do that. I mean,
1: but if there was contact, then it wouldn't have been Delhi's fault.
2: Right? Exactly. No. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Um. It's just good to see him back, dude. I mean, ten assists. Hell yeah! And a game is per thirty. I mean, just seeing those per thirty-six numbers.
2: Ah. Oof.
1: Get me feeling some type of way. Imagine him coming off the bench for the Bucks this year.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> Come on. Hey. I mean, we got Jeff T. He's He's got a pretty solid this is turnover ratio himself, you know. Don't mean to brag, he's sitting at around six and a half right now. It's not nine. It's not nine. It is not nine. <laughs>
2: That's like Hall of Fame numbers.
0: <laughs> he's also he's also not shooting 25% from the field in 12-3. Oh, hey, three. hey, hey,
2: hey. hey. <laughs> <I'm> a
0: concussion. <laughs> um let's transition that was a great daily desktop all-time daily desktop for the podcast all-timer which Mm -hmm. isn't saying much based on the content we've had to work with the last several months but let's transition to the bonus fry baller uh (laughs) so you know i was looking for a bonus fry baller this week i decided to stretch the uh definition of the segments normally it's you know a player the bonus fry at the bottom of the bag that's been uh you know playing surprisingly uh well um if
1: this is Drew holiday or chris milton i'm 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 renouncing i'm resigning
0: no um so my bonus fry baller this week is you know it's definitely you know it's a saver metric stat of the week um Paul George is 6-for-50 on game-tying or go-ahead field goal attempts in the fourth quarter or overtime. And he missed one That's not tonight it.
2: against the Sixers.
0: So
1: I'm looking at the definition of what is bonus fry. <laughs> this is when you don't find the bonus fry at the bottom of your bag.
0: <laughs> this is a – wow, look at this bonus fry. Look how bad Paul George is. You know, bonus fry like wow
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Pretty neat. <laughs> that's that's
1: that's more like an airball in a grievances about like, I hate
0: it. <laughs> uh, this is why the Nuggets will beat the Clippers in the playoff series, even without Jamal <laughs> Oh. Oh is, imagine Imagine having an actual wing defender on one of these guys this time around, they didn't even have that last year. Really, imagine having Aaron Gordon okay, so. now on one of Kawhi or Paul George. Let's say it's Kawhi, obviously, because he's the bigger threat. And then you have you're leaving it up to Paul George, Mr. Six for Fifty, to, uh, to put the game away in a close one in the playoffs.
1: Who's guarded them? Who's guarded them?
0: Who cares? Michael Porter Jr. No
2: six for fifty, six for fifty.
0: The games
1: won't be the, the games won't be that close if Michael if Michael Porter Bowl
0: Bowl could be out
1: there. Is,
2: <laughs> but I, I don't see, like Paul you George. See, you
0: can see the look on Zach's face.
2: But I don't like
1: Paul George. I laughed when he hit the side of the backboard against the Nuggets last year. But this is this is like
0: that was a wide open shot is, too. So my uh, point my point. Proven.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> who was that guy for the Clippers that was their point guard? It was that Italian guy for like half a season? Um,
0: was it Calder? No, uh, that's no. Spanish. um Oh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. No, he was a Spaniard, <laughs> yeah. though I think.
1: May have been Spaniard.
0: Yes, I know who you're talking like, about. This, the nifty passer guy. That guy. Okay.
1: Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like Theo Calasetti or something like that. I don't think that's even it close to the rest. But he had like oh no Tio. Teschel Tio.
0: Oh uh, Milo like, Maya Milo Tiodosic. T-
1: T- it was that, and yeah. he could be guarding him. is basically what. Well, okay. Okay. I don't I'm know. Glad, that I'm glad really we the,
0: cer- I'm glad we circled to that finally.
2: The, yeah, the we triangulated.
1: Movie. We um. both looked at our Rosetta Stones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this is this is an, this is almost like I don't even know. This is this is this is slander. This is live. I mean, this this is supposed to be highlighting an up and coming young player,
2: mm-hmm. and you're
1: playing out like a Aaron Rodgers has never come back in the fourth quarter. He's like 0 oh, and thirty
0: four. Twelve That's a deli percentage from three. <laughs> <laughs> It's Concussion Deli. Uh, Shooting shooting the ball. A lot of those were bad shots. Yeah, they're all bad shots. Clearly.
1: (laughs) Ever since that Gatorade commercial where he's like, he just hits the clutch shot.
0: It's like, we have to throw that in there, so he's 7 for 51. Ever since Dane Lillard just pumped him, he's been on the downward trajectory. This is brutal. This is Yeah, this hurts. This doesn't make me me feel good even now.
1: (laughs) So, you know, a a month ago you had this, like, Lakers player on a 10-day contract shooting like a 95% true shooting percentage.
0: To be honest, I was was scrolling Twitter just looking for something. I'm like, wow, this is too good to not be included. (sighs) Might as well throw it in somewhere in the pop. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What's uh, what's your bonus, Fry Baller,
2: Zach?
1: Okay. You know, um, I, I went outside of the NBA for this one.
2: Still basketball.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah, oh. Aria McDonald of the Arizona Wildcats. Okay. Um, she Final Four for woman uh, women's basketball, and uh, they, she um she in Arizona knocked off UConn, number one undefeated UConn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she had twenty six points in the final game, uh, or in that sorry semifinal game. And Paige Buchers was, um, was, you know, generally categorized as the best women's basketball player. She only had 18 points, had her worst game of the season. And Aria McDonald stepped up 26 points, some clutch buckets. She was a 2021 Pac-12 Player of the Year. She averaged at 20-4 and four this year. She had 35% from three. So she's quick, quick off the dribble. She's a gamer. I've seen some of her highlights. Um. She's a solid player. So shout out to her. But, you know, Stanford did win in the finals. She didn't have her best game in the finals. So it's more of a, you know, bonus try for that one game and for the season, except for her final game. So, you know, um, it just stood out to me because um, I, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, those, you know, her far and above her season averages. So, you know,
0: cool. shout out to her. Yeah. And alma mater. uh all of from Texas first overall pick yeah in the draft um good stuff WNBA draft so good good stuff um let's move on to the mailbag portion of the show we got one question this week from a Noah Alford um
1: a a Noah Alford
0: (laughs) yes one of one of the many um (laughs) From Noah. Who won the Twitter beef between Shannon Sharp and Katie?
1: (laughs) I feel Uh, like this is like this is this is like a Paul George stat right here. Um you know I think I think at the end of it, Shannon Sharp blocked Katie. So that by default makes Katie the winner. I think that Katie wins by duration.
0: Uh Let's just, for those listeners that aren't familiar, um, oh. Shannon Sharp, I guess he was on first take and shared a KD quote. No. Undisputed. Sorry. Undisputed. My bad. Like it matters. Uh, hey, talk, Paul Pierce is going to be on there. When he's a talk Fox shows are worth shit. No kidding. Yeah, he will. Um, Basically, he quoted KD, but it was from a false quote apparently, like from some like fake NBA Twitter account. Um, and Shark sure took this as gospel because um, he's probably got the same uh, social media IQ as Paul Pierce. Um, and it was basically about it was basically about KD saying that winning championships is not the end all be all of why I play the game. Um, and Katie disputed that (laughs) said, uh, y'all drunk uncle out here lying again. Why, when did I say this Shannon Sharp? And, uh, Shannon Sharp goes on to say, uh, remember when that fake account Katie said, uh, now everybody want to play for the heater Lakers. Let's go back to being competitive and going at people's. Ben joins the 73 and nine warriors and builds nets into superpower with Kyrie and Arden. um <laughs> so that, yeah that's obviously a real katie tweet from like 2009 it's a pretty popular thing that people go back to oh yeah um and then katie's talking about how shannon's refusing to respond to him uh on social media and then shannon goes you can talk to me in person if you want to like talk about this or whatever i don't want us we don't need to air our laundry in front of people on social media and then Kevin Durant goes, we can talk in front of everybody. It ain't that serious, Shannon. You go on TV in front of everybody pushing fake shit, but now you want to talk in private? Why are you lying on TV, Shannon? And then <laughs> Shannon Sharp blocked KD on Twitter, and Katie goes, but I'm sensitive. Uh, where to begin? Um,
1: <laughs> Lots to unpack here. Um, you know, I think Katie is – you know, I'm a big proponent of mental health, and I hope he's doing okay mental health-wise because, you know, you leave – but he knows exactly – you know, he's what he, he knows what he did uh, <laughs> now. But, you know, what's interesting is whenever you hear interviews about his time on the Warriors, he always says, like, I didn't expect that reaction. And, you know, it's hard to hold him accountable for that, but it's also like how do you not see that
0: coming, you know? So he's just – like he's a guy on Twitter. He's been on Twitter since the early days. Like he knows exactly. how it goes.
2: Exactly. He has, literally, he's got
0: fifty thousand burner accounts out there. How did he not know what people are gonna say about him joining a seventy three and nine team like
2: Shannon Sher said?
1: And then how does he expect people not to criticize him when he joins an arguably I mean, more talented team in terms of superstars? When we can argue about who's the better team overall, probably the Warriors top to bottom, but like the, the joined up with like Kyrie,
0: couple. and then they acquired Harden later, oh, which is a little different. Fine. But it's not like they joined with Harden and Kyrie all at once. But even so, I mean, it's it's lame.
1: <laughs> it's with the intention that Kyrie would like would join, you know?
0: No, I'm mean, Harden. I'm talking about Harden. He oh, knew sorry. Kyrie was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Um, but <sighs> I mean. Shannon Sharp pushing fake quotes. Do your research, man. You're a journalist. Come on. Like, if that's really a fake quote, if he didn't say that, like, Katie won in a landslide here. Andy got him to block him. Come on. What did Shannon Sharp I say think, that was good?
1: I, the, I mean, just bringing up the old tweet, but I mean, that's 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 nothing new. It's the
0: most re it's the most reused thing. Like, it, literally, every twelve year old knows that tweet and quotes yeah. it every. Three weeks on NBA Twitter.
1: The only thing I disagree with you here. I totally agree that KD definitely won. I mean, no questions asked. I and it's a wrong quote. And like you said, blocked him. But Shannon um, Sharp isn't technically a, like he's not. He's an entertainer, but obviously he should get his facts right. Like he can't, <laughs> you can't.
0: You can't just can't, go on. Yeah. TV and push fake stuff about people, and then throw dirt on their name because of it. Um yeah. I do want to add this probably isn't the response that Noah was looking for um with this question. Um when he sent it, you know, the full question was Who won the Twitter beef between Shannon Sharp and Kevin Durant? Who is right? How do you feel about Durant being this defensive and active on Twitter? Um
1: That's another question. And then I mean, he says the
0: fact that... I just think it's funny and dumb how sentimental and defensive K D gets. It seems like he was shading in one area for us to answer this question, and we seemed to, we we went the other way.
2: <laughs> Interesting
0: that, I didn't uh, we include that in the I didn't include that in the transcript on here initially, just so we would have a you know an unbiased uh, opinion on it.
1: Did you I think I was going to be swayed
0: by that? <laughs> no, not at all.
1: I mean, he, the only point he has about KD is KD should not be – KD should never have been this active ever on social media. Most players, I mean, maybe read a few things after the game, you know, tweet to your followers. But the fact that he, like, tries to find every single thing that, like – and engage with random people on Twitter and then, like, get sad about it later. Like, you, you're you walking in the line of this end and then you get, like, sad about, like, people reading all the shit that you read. Just – you don't have to read it. You don't have to engage he, –
0: maybe he likes it, so – yeah, I think it gets him off a little bit, but uh, oh. I have no problem with KD being active and stuff, but you have to have a thick skin if you're too active on it, – it, it's lame that you're, you're responding to some account with two followers, like, that's clearly trolling. Yeah. And, like, making a big deal about it. Like, you got to have a thicker skin. Like, this is obviously way different than that. Like, no. in general, though, like – no problem like it's good for players to be active on social media it helps connect to the fans it's great for the league it's great for the brand it's great for your personal brand as a player it's not good for your personal brand when you're constantly like fighting 12 year olds um so like that's that's what i mean about having a thick skin um but yeah that's that's my take on it like if he wants to be on twitter like hats off to him like there's a lot of players that are active on twitter that don't act this way (laughs)
1: A hundred percent.
0: Like Spencer Dinwiddie's 100%. active on Twitter. Damian Lillard's active on Twitter. Bobby Portis is active on Twitter. <laughs> like,
1: well, Dinwiddie, you know, he tried to crowd fund his salary, so you know, maybe get a little too active on. The...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you thought that would work out. Um... That was like the jaw
1: rule at the Bucks
0: concert. <laughs> uh, I guess not. I guess not. Oh. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Backseat GM po- podcast. Um, got this one done in about hour twenty. That's uh, pretty, pretty on par for where we normally cl- come out at. Um, not, to, not close to the uh, the huge uh, trade deadline episode, um, but can't always be on our best per- behavior like that every week. Um, you can find us <laughs> on Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and Simplecast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at GM Pod, um, and hopefully we'll be uh, back with you sooner rather than later. Here, um, thank you, Zach, as always. Thank you, Ben. I'll catch you on Warzone. Catch you on Warzone. I've been running that. I'll... I've been running that strella. Now it's now it's like a it's like a you know, a meta for everybody else. I've been running the strella since like season one, baby. I
2: just,
0: I just feel so comfortable when I'm quad white night.